0: Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's a privilege to be with you as we continue a theme that we started yesterday, which was wisdom crying out. Because if we live by the wisdom of God... We are going to have peace. I want to start by saying how we started yesterday, because we read from 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, where we have become partakers of God's divine nature. And one of the most incredible characteristics of God is his wisdom. Remember, James in his epistle speaks about wisdom that comes up from below or wisdom that comes down from above. Wisdom that comes up from below is earthly, sensual, and devilish. The wisdom that God brings us, which comes down from above, is pure, peaceable, reasonable, full of mercy, without hypocrisy, unwavering, and it is full of good fruit. There's really no choice. Why would anybody choose the wisdom of the world or the wisdom that comes from below? God is the, Jesus is the embodiment of wisdom and when we think of wisdom we go to one of the books that are considered one of the books of wisdom and that is the books of the book of proverbs we started by reading from proverbs chapter one beginning of verse 20 wisdom shouts in the street she lifts her voice in the square you could either sensing wisdom is crying out it wants to get hold of our attention at the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. How long, O naive ones, will you love simplicity? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools hate knowledge. Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. What an invitation from wisdom, who is the Lord.
2: And wisdom cries out at the gates, those very words you read, Shelley, as a warning to us, because if our listeners have never been to Israel, the gates that have an entrance into the old city, the city of David, all have gates, and the heavenly Jerusalem all have gates. And so to enter the gates into the city, Shelley, we need God and his life and his holiness. And he lives in us, and he allows us to be made partakers of his life. So we're really blessed when we learn to walk in the Spirit, in God's wisdom, allowing his wisdom to lead and guide our lives.
1: journey how long, how often, I should say, have we uh, sung one of the psalms that starts out by saying, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So God is really calling us, especially in the chaos in the turmoil, in the divisiveness in the world, our eyes have to be kept on the Lord and we need to live in his wisdom. We read from Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, speaking of gates, Junie, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction And there are many who go in by it. Narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. You know, Junie, it wasn't in the prepared notes, but you brought out the, the issue of peace yesterday. You even tested me if I'm living in peace. Well, for the most part, yes, but there's some bumpy times on the road. But if we're living in the wisdom of God, If, as the Proverbs talk about, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment are all available to us, because that's part of the divine nature, we will have the peace that passes all understanding, not dependent upon circumstances, but dependent upon who we are looking to.
2: It was actually in one of the verses you read, Shelley, that peace will be added unto us. So if we're not walking in wisdom... If we've been living in sin, if we've been making wrong choices, we can turn to the Lord even now and ask the Lord to add peace to our life.
1: Hallelujah.
2: And give the Lord your heart and give him your life. And he desires to heal us. Oh,
1: Lord Jesus. To
2: save us, to restore us to the way he created us to be Amen. in his image and his likeness, yeah, Shelley.
1: Yeah. Let me say this, Junie, to all of our listeners. If you don't feel that peace, you might not understand it, but that's what it says, peace that passes understanding. I just encourage you to read uh, the early chapters of Proverbs especially and uh, enjoy and enter into his understanding of discernment and wisdom. All yeah. right, Junie, I'm going to read the first four verses in Chapter 3 of Proverbs, and maybe you pick it up from your Amplified version after that. My son, Proverbs 3.1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life, and peace they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man.
2: Proverbs 5, 6, and 7 in the Amplified read this way. Learn, I'm sorry, lean on, trust, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Six, in all your In all your ways, know, recognize and acknowledge him and he will direct and make straight and make plain your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil.
1: Wow, Junie, just as a conclusion to verse uh, 6 in the New English Bible, it says, put all your trust in the Lord. Do not rely on your own understanding. Think of him in all your ways, and he will smooth your path.
2: It's so powerful, Junie. an incredible promise, Shelley, because a lot of our listeners, and I know you and I, do things or say things we're sometimes sorry for him we have to ask forgiveness of one another and even ask the lord to forgive us so he's there waiting wisdom cries out at the gates for us to enter in to his peace and he will guide us and lead us on his paths of righteousness yes, lord. for his name'sake. So we have an incredible Lord, and it's an incredible season to remember the reason for this season. Yes. And the Lord can be birthed in us today as we yield our will, our own ways, our thoughts to him to lead us and guide us in paths of righteousness for his name's
1: Hallelujah. sake. Hallelujah. Boy, if we could only appropriate what the Lord has already provided, things would change in the church and in the world.
2: Yes, He promises us that we can be partakers of His divine nature. Right. You read that in Second Peter chapter one, right. verses one through four.
1: Really, get hold of that. We God has allowed us to be partakers of His divine nature. Wow, we have been born and created in the image of God in His likeness. All right, let's go on. We need to remember that the Lord Himself is the embodiment of wisdom, He's the embodiment of knowledge, He's the embodiment of understanding. How can we not seek him when making our decisions? And yet, how often have we proceeded on our own understanding? And one of the things that can distinguish us, Junie, we've often spoke about being a distinctly different kind of people, is while we love the Lord, we attend a church, we go to a Bible study, but when it comes to making decisions, we make them uh, based on our own understanding. And if we would start seeking the Lord, I remember Paul on the road to Damascus, when he looked up, he said, Lord, who are you? Jesus said, I am the Lord whom you persecute. And what's the next thing that Paul said? Lord, what would you have for me to do? That's so critical. All right, let's go to the Psalms. Psalm 37, verse three. Trust in the Lord, do good, dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Trusting in the Lord is really, Junie, a picture of cultivating faithfulness because it's not a natural thing to put our trust in somebody else. But we need to cultivate our faith because the just shall live by faith, and we can do that by putting our trust in the Lord.
2: And, Shelley, the Lord is faithful. Amen. Really. So if we trust the Lord, it's his faithfulness That is being cultivated in all life. He's transforming us into his likeness. And what I think of as an example, Shelley, in trusting him is the prophet Elijah was told to go to a brook and live there and uh, drink from the brook. And God would command the ravens to feed him. I mean, Shelley, ravens don't feed people. Hmm. We feed the birds. And of all the birds mentioned that God created, a raven Noah sent out to see if the land was dry because he knew that if the land was dry and there was food, the raven wouldn't come back.
1: There was a drought at that time, of course. It didn't rain for three and a half years, which adds to the story.
2: Well, that's elijah going to the brook but noah it flooded the earth
1: right
2: (laughs) so anyway the second time the raven didn't come back no one knew that the ground was dry he took the food away my point is god told elijah to go to a brook it wasn't going to rain for three and a half years like you said and ravens don't feed people but Elijah obeyed the Lord. Mm. And he taught us like a forerunner, because John the Baptist was a picture of Elijah, to obey the Lord and trust him. That when he asks us to do something, he will provide
1: hallelujah thank you lord father we just want to trust you with our lives as we live in your wisdom we'll trust you as we trust you our faith will be increased and we will be more and more like you day by day we thank you lord for you who love each one of us in yeshua's holy name we pray
0: Amen. amen thank you for joining us this evening